Hey, everybody. Grab your Bible, pencil, journal, and maybe even a cup of coffee. And I would like for you to join in our conversation. But first, write this down. Matthew 1, verses 18 through 21. Now the birth of Jesus Christ was as follows. When his mother Mary had been betrothed to Joseph, before they came together, she was found to be with child by the Holy Spirit. And Joseph, her husband, being a righteous man and not wanting to disgrace her, desired to put her away secretly. But when he had considered this, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife, for that which has been conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit. And she will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for it is he who will save his people from their sins. Hey everyone, Merry Christmas and welcome to Write This Down with Dot Bowen. My name is Kara and I am Dot's daughter and every week we sit down together and we talk through truths and scripture and in this episode we start to talk through the story of Jesus's birth and in this episode we answer the question, why did Jesus come? And I'm not going to give away the answer now, but it's a really touching episode. My mom shares some really personal moments of what December means to her. And I basically cry through the entire episode. So I think it actually ends up being a super hopeful episode in the midst of what can be a really hard season. So pull up a chair and listen in. And we are so glad that you are here. Well, Karis, December the 1st. Can you believe it? I really, really can't. It's so bizarre. I know. Seems like Christmas comes so quick. Yeah, uh, these days, uh, very quickly. But today is the anniversary of my mother's passing. And so December the 1st is always a, a very difficult day in some ways, uh, a day of remembrance in a lot of ways. And as I was looking at Matthew and reading about the birth of Jesus, and, and at the very beginning where the angel had come to Joseph and said, don't be afraid, don't you know, don't worry. Mary hasn't betrayed you. She hasn't had an affair, but that mm, she's um, still a virgin. She's still a virgin. And that uh, this baby, even though she's going to have a baby, that she was conceived through the Holy Spirit. And as I was thinking about this, at the very end of the verses that we were reading, it said in, in verse 21, it says, And she will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus. For it is he who will save his people from their sins. And I started thinking about the very beginning when, uh, before Jesus was ever born, the announcement and the fact that he would save us from our sins, the announcement that he would die was at the very beginning. And it says he will be the savior and he will save uh, the people from their sins. And I started just thinking about that, and I thought, you know, here's the passing of my mom. And I wasn't sure uh, exactly if my mother was a believer, because, you know, I've said so many times, you know, to you and a lot of other people that I didn't grow up, you know, in a Christian home, and we didn't sit around and talk about the Bible or mm -hmm. Jesus. If I went to church, it was because I asked to go. She didn't really mm -hmm. uh, push it. And so 
When she was in the hospital and was very sick, I just kept feeling like God was putting in my heart to ask her if she had a relationship with Jesus, if there was ever a time that she gave her life to to Christ. And, you know, I can talk to almost anybody about Jesus. Uh, And I was sitting there, and I knew that it didn't look good. She was coming in and out of comas, but she was still mostly aware of what she was saying. But I just knew that I had had to know. And I knew that God wanted me to say that. I didn't know at the time how important it would be for me to know that she had accepted Christ because I would see her again. And I knew that if she passed away, if she didn't know Christ, you know, this hope of, will I ever see her again, would just be a real struggle. And I, and I didn't know, I didn't know, Kara, that if she really had a relationship with God, I knew that she lived probably better than most Christians, the principles of a follower of mm-hmm. Jesus, but she just didn't really talk about it. And so I was sitting there, my heart was just beating out of my chest. I was getting so nervous. And I said to her, I said, Mom, was there ever a time in your life that you uh, decided to follow Jesus, that you gave your life to Jesus? And I can still remember her saying, well, Darsan, <laughs> yes, it did. I was very thankful that I had that conversation. I didn't know that. Uh, I'm very mm-hmm. thankful that we had that conversation. But as I was holding my mom, when she passed away, and I watched her take her last breath. As difficult as that was, I knew that I would see her again, that I Mm. knew that it wasn't the last time that I would be with her. And it was because of Jesus. And it was because he came to this world to die. And the whole purpose of Jesus being born and and the whole reason that we're celebrating his birth is because of the goal and the purpose of why he came. He came to die. He came to die so that we would live and that we would have a forgiveness of sin, that we would know that there is a God in heaven that loves us. He would show us who the Father was. He would show us what true love is and what true forgiveness was. My dad had had an affair, and my mother forgave him. And I didn't know that until after my dad passed away. And I've learned so much about my mom and how that she loved my dad and forgave him. And I often wonder, would she have known that had she not experienced love and forgiveness, had she not known Jesus. And you know, when Jesus came, he came to die. And he came to die for us. We know that in Philippians 2, verses 5 and 6, it says that Jesus existed as God, but did not try to prove he was God, Rather, he emptied himself, taking the form of a bondservant, and being made in the likeness of man, humbled himself and became obedient to the cross. That's why he came. He came Mm -hmm. to die so that we would live. And as we began Christmas and December the 1st, you know, Carrie, you know 
how much I love Christmas, and you always say, "Oh, I get this mm-hmm. from you." And I know I love it too. My tree's been up for over a month. I know, and and you find these ornaments, and you send me these pictures, and look at this, and it's so cute. And then you get mad, you're like, "You did this to me." Yeah, I know. This is in but, our blood. Yeah, it is. But it was in my blood for my mother too. Yeah, we uh, grew up. We didn't have a lot of money, and. We never did birthdays. We never bought gifts for birthdays. We didn't buy a gift for anything other than Christmas. And I never had really a picture of my mom, but she would go and sit in Santa Claus's lap and Mm -hmm. let them take her picture. I remember she had the Santa Claus suit, and she would uh, stand at the end of her driveway on Christmas Eve and wave to the neighborhood kids dressed up as Santa. Mm. So you wonder why I have so much Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, and now it's it's passed on to me. So the memory, yeah, it lives on. Mm-hmm. But I, I guess today as I was thinking about the verses and what we're going to talk about, that Joseph had no idea what was going to happen. Mary had no idea what was going to happen. All of a sudden, an angel appears to Mary and Joseph in a dream and says, don't be afraid, because Mary is with child. But it's not about you, Mary, and it's not about you, Joseph. But it was about God, and it was God that did it. And God had a plan, and He had a purpose. He didn't have to do that. He didn't have to come. He didn't have to leave heaven to come to earth to die for us, but He did. And he was willing to. And it wasn't plan B. It was plan A. And as I sat there, and I don't mean to be so depressing because I'm so thankful that my mother knew Jesus. And I'm so thankful I asked. It was so hard, Kara. thought it was hard watching her die. But it was extremely hard wondering what that question, how she would answer that question. Mm. And when she said and told me, guys, I do have Jesus. And yes, I did accept him as my Savior. When she took that last breath, I knew that at this moment in time, our relationship would be different. But I'd see her again. And I would see my dad again. I think it just puts a new meaning for Christmas for me. The miracle wasn't at his birth. The miracle was at his conception. I mean, I'm like just sitting here. I mean, just I know I've been a little bit more quiet. And for those who can't see me, who is everyone except for my mom, uh, I have tears streaming down my face this whole (laughs) (laughs) last 10 minutes. But I mean, I thankfully have not lost my mom, but I was just thinking. Yep, you're here. Thankfully, and you'll have to, you have to be here forever. Okay. Um, as long as I'm here, you're here. <laughs> but I, I mean, in full disclosure, my heart's been heavy today and I have not known why. And I think there's a lot of heaviness this season mm-hmm. for a lot of people. There's a lot of fear. And honestly, yeah. And honestly, I don't even know why I'm crying, but I just know that there's a sadness and thinking of facing another Christmas, facing another year, 
especially when it feels like God is not doing anything mm-hmm. or f- feeling like um, you're facing another Christmas or another year and nothing has changed or nothing is changing. Mm-hmm. But just that remembrance of the silence for 400 years and then all mm-hmm. of a sudden he shows up and he was always there with his people in those 400 years. And he years. always he had just, a plan. It came from right. Genesis 3. Right. So it's not like he was absent. He just was silent. And it didn't mean he wasn't working. It didn't mean, yeah, that there was never a plan. It was always the plan. Mm-hmm. And it was the perfect moment with, you know, I love the the way Luke tells a story because it shows all of the things from John the Baptist that had, mm-hmm. you know, all the things that had to take place. It wasn't God being distant or God being um, apathetic. It was God putting all of the pieces together in silence, mm-hmm. but he was still right putting time. the pieces together, right? So mm-hmm. that it was the exact and perfect time to accomplish what he wanted to accomplish, to accomplish a miracle and to save us, to die so that we could live. And anyway, I was just like thinking, as I'm facing this with a lot of grief, this season with a lot of grief and feeling like it's just another year, you know, mm-hmm. like with unanswered prayers or unfulfilled desires or, you know, grief or heartache or whatever it is and feeling like this is just how it's always going to be. But choosing to remember, I don't know when my moment will come where, Mm -hmm. you know, the angel will say, God has fulfilled this. Um, Right. And I know, Kara, you know, there's often uh, we've talked about the angel showing up and going, oh, you know, Mary, don't be afraid. Joseph, don't be afraid. I'm like, well, who wouldn't be afraid if an angel just shows up? <laughs> uh, you know, and I do f- believe that, you know, that would be startling. Uh, Joseph was in a, you know, was having a dream where Mary was literally there when, you know, Gabriel shows up. And of course, he says, you know, told her not to be afraid. I don't believe that that's the only reason that uh, the angel said, don't be afraid. I don't think it's because, obviously, anyone would be afraid if angel just showed up. I think that what he was saying was, don't be afraid when you begin to live out what I'm about to tell you. Mm. Because Joseph you know, was afraid that they'd kill Mary. That was back then the custom. If mm-hmm. you were pregnant at a uh, wedlock, you were stoned. And even though they were engaged back then, you know, it was the custom. It was like being married. I think that Joseph was looking at his life, wondering how's, what's going to happen. What's going to happen right. to Mary? What's going to happen to our relationship now? What am I going to do with this baby? Mm-hmm. Uh, well, and it probably would have felt like, because they had made these plans to get married. And I mean, I don't remember in which account, it may be in Matthew, but where it says that he made a, that Joseph was decided to divorce her quietly or to, mm-hmm. I don't know if it's be divorced because they weren't married yet. But it's but, the same. They would have to almost go through a divorce back there in that culture. Gotcha. Because it was literally like being married and he was trying to protect her name. Right. That's, yeah, that's what I was saying. It's like, I'm sure it's like, yeah, like, okay, how's, like you're saying, how would this play out? And 
I mean, I always think about that in terms of Mary. I just can't imagine going to you and telling you I was pregnant and you say, who's the father? And I'm like, well, I, God, mm-hmm. there's not one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like you would, I mean, there's no way I could convince you of that. No, there really um, isn't. And I would say, <laughs> FYI, there's only one Messiah and one Mary and you're not it. And you're not having the Messiah. Right. So, right. Uh, yeah. You, you really <laughs> could not convince me of that. But I, I'm sure that Mary was having a hard time convincing her relatives and mm-hmm. Joseph having a hard time dealing with what people were saying, the mm-hmm. the accusations and what was going, what, what their life was ahead of. Well, and I'm sure too, there would be a moment. I wonder if he like thought, because if he thought Mary was one of, uh, you know, a righteous woman, and maybe he was mm-hmm. like, "Wait, is she not? Is she not who I thought she was?" Or you know, I don't know. Yeah, I am sure all of those things probably came into his mind because he's human. Right. Um, you know, we know Mary was says we favored, and uh, he she wasn't above women. She's not above every woman, mm-hmm. but she was among favored among women. In other words, God did choose her to carry the Messiah, and uh, but she's still a woman, and she was still human. And so as we think about their lives and having to, to deal with this announcement that God has kind of interrupted their life. I mean, she had said yes to the dress. I mean, she was ready to get married. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, and then now here's this uh, announcement. And so there's a part of you like, God, I want your best. I want what you want. But how's this going to work out? Like, right. like, how's, you know, how's this like in the work? moment, there was probably there was probably less excitement. Like we hear the story and it's like, mm-hmm. oh, wow, you're chosen. But it, I doubt there probably was less excitement and more of all these emotions we're talking about, like fear or doubt or how is this going to be? Uneasy, is basically what Mary yeah. said. And she had to have been, um, you know, her faith had to have been strong because of how she responded. You know, she mm-hmm. she responded with um, with faith, with obedience. Mm-hmm. But she did question because she asked him. She asked him, well, how can this be? I'm a virgin. And he said, well, the Holy Spirit's going to overshadow you. You're going to conceive through the Holy Spirit, not by Joseph. And not by the natural way of doing things. And and so we do know that she was like, well, you know, it wasn't like Zacharias when John the Baptist, you know, was foretold and said, you're going to have a child. He said, uh, how can I know? Mm-hmm. There's a difference in how can I know and trust you based on, well, how are you going to do this? Mm-hmm. And so with um, Zacharias, he was not able to speak. And because the angel said, based on your unbelief, mm-hmm. you're not going to be able to speak until, you know, the baby. Yeah, she born. was more saying, like, how is this going to go down? Yeah. Like, so, so just tell me what I need to do. Or what, <laughs> right, how am I yeah. going to? Yeah. Like, how is this going to be? How, right. you know, like that? Not like, how will I know? Right. And I'm sure, I mean, I don't know when she felt the baby in her, but when she was very much aware that she did not sleep with anyone. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure that first moment where she experienced, whether it was feeling the baby in her or, you know, maybe she had morning sickness or, you know, whatever, and was like, oh, this is like, I just can't imagine that level of like, 
faith, <laughs> talk about faith building. Yeah. It's like, mm-hmm. I know that I didn't sleep with anyone and I know that there's a baby inside of me. Like, And I also know nobody's going to believe me. Right. And just like the Lord who always goes before us and prepares whatever he's called us to do, he went and talked to Joseph. He went and informed Joseph. Uh, Mary didn't have to. And I thought I think that's out of love and uh, mm-hmm. uh, grace that was given to Mary because, like you said, what's the chances that Joseph's going to believe him? Mm-hmm. And so God, who had this plan, he did go and talk to Mary, but he also uh, went and talked to Joseph. And as you think about their lives and how different life's going to be, and, and as you were talking about earlier about the season, about here we are again, approaching another Christmas, that I thought things would be different, and they're not. It's that unknown. And like, what are we going to, you know, am I going to have another Christmas? What, you know, like, how's this going to be? And I think that that was one of the things that Joseph was afraid of, was about, I don't know how this is going to work out. I don't know how people are going to respond. I, you know, I don't know how to be a dad, how to be a dad to the Son of God. And I'm sure Mary felt the same way. Mary did respond out of faith, and she said, may it be as you say. And, you know, I think sometimes we skip over that. We know that Mary pondered so many things in her heart after Jesus was born. But before he was born, she said to Gabriel, may it, may it be as you say. May, you, may it be as God says. And, you know, when you're facing some very difficult decisions, when you're facing a life that it doesn't look like the life that you thought it was going to be. Mary thought her life and her wedding was going to be a little bit different. Uh, I don't think she thought she'd have the first child, you know, and being pregnant, riding on a donkey, going to a place and have nowhere to even rest. That wasn't the kind of life Mary probably thought her first pregnancy would be either. And I'm sure Joseph thought he wouldn't be the father of someone that wasn't his own child. But that was the plan God had. And Mary said, may it be. Yeah, and God gave them the grace to move forward in that plan, Mm -hmm. you know. He did. They didn't have to will that. They didn't have to muster that up. You know, God gave that to them. God helped them walk that through. And I think that one of the things that gives them the power and the strength to do it is because before Jesus was born, they encountered God. They knew that God had spoken to them. They knew that God had sent an angel. And they knew that what was happening was God's will. And I think, Kara, as we think about this, you know, season, these weeks ahead, as we talk about the birth of Christ and why He came, He came to die. But He came for us to trust Him with the unknown. And that's where it's so hard. And I think that when the angel said to Mary and said to Joseph, don't be afraid. And, and, you know, as we've looked back over these past two years with the pandemic, one of the things that most people have such a difficult time during these times is the unknown. When are we ever going to, you know, get back to normal, what's happening. Like, this is not 
the way that I thought life was going to be. And I think that that's kind of, in some ways, what you're saying as well, that this was not what I thought life was going to be. Right. And I think that for us today, as we think about and start this whole month about the birth of Jesus and remembering that he came and he, he did come and very thankful that he was born and he came, he left heaven. But we cannot disregard why he came. And we have to understand that it was God's plan and its purpose for Jesus to die. You know, uh, the Pharisees and the Jewish religious leaders thought that they controlled the death of Jesus, but we know that he didn't. It was already, before he ever walked on this earth, it was told that he would die and that he would be the Savior. He would come and he would die for the sins of his children. And that's a lot of love. So as I think about today and being my mother's you know, anniversary of her passing, it's been many years, I still miss her. I, I think about how often Jesus would talk about death and he'd say, you know, especially with Lazarus, well, he's asleep. And Jesus never really talked about death because he believes in life. When the disciples came and looked in the tomb, he said, why are you living? Why are you looking for the living among the dead? When the people came to Jesus and said, Lazarus has died, Jesus said, I must go because Lazarus is sleeping. And there was never a time, I don't think, that Jesus thought about death being the end result, but that it's just passing from this journey this through this life to the life that He has prepared for us in the future. So as I held my mother I said goodbye to my mom, and I watched her take her last breath. I was reminded that Jesus said, Be of good cheer, I've overcome the world. And as I read those verses where it says, And she shall bear a son, and she shall call his name Jesus. For it is Jesus who will save his people from their sins. And because of that, Kara, we have life everlasting life. We don't die. We just pass from this life to another. And I think that that's our hope. I think there's also a message of when life doesn't turn out the way that we think it's going to, when we're tempted to be afraid that nothing's ever going to change, just to remember God has a plan. It's always good. He's got a timing. His timing is always perfect. And if he wanted to punish us, he would have never died for us. And a lot of times I think we feel like things aren't turning out our way or things or God is silent as if God is trying to punish us. But he's not. He just has a plan for us. I uh, had this little poem I want to end with. It. I, I, I saw this and I think it, it's... it's um, Unknown, we don't know exactly who wrote this, but it says, If our greatest need had been information, God would have sent us an educator. 
If our greatest need had been technology, God would have sent us a scientist. If our greatest need had been money, God would have sent us an economist. If our greatest need had been pleasure, God would have sent us an entertainer. But our greatest need is forgiveness and redemption. So God sent us a Savior. And I think as we began this Christmas season, so easy to get caught up in the busyness, and we need to celebrate the fact that Jesus came, but we can't forget why He came. He came to give us life and to give it to us abundantly. Thanks for listening. I'm so glad that you could be a part of our conversation. To continue the conversation, you can find Dot on social media at Dot Bowen or visit her website, dotbowen.com. Subscribe, like, and share with your friends, and we will see you next week on Write This Down with Dot Bowen. Dot Bowen.